Greetings all and welcome to the Real Good Podcast where every week we talk about all things going on in the screen and streaming world to find out what is real good. It shouldn't be every week really, it should be bi-weekly, we need to update that. But yeah, we are here, we're back um, on this lovely day and I'm here with my other half on a very special and romantic day that is Valentine's Day. Um, I am your host Nick Stanleyforth and I'm joined by my compatriot, co-host and the sharpest scissors in Scotland, um, Mr Sean Carney. How the devil are you, mate? Happy Valentine's Day, you specky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> how did you oh, how did you find a how did you find a card that had that on? <laughs> oh, I've no idea. I made it myself with crayon. <laughs> um, Ham fisted crayon just like yeah. <laughs> Fuck the lines. Yeah, Fuck the lines. Um I'm very yeah, well, I didn't I'm make actually, good. I'm I'm actually surprised that both of us clowns are allowed to do a podcast on Valentine's Day. They're probably like, <laughs> I've had enough of their shit for a week. Let them, but let's put them in a room for two hours and just let them get on with our two hours. Day. He wants a he well, wants a lengthy stint. Well, by the way, the news is kind of hamming out this week, man. It's um, like yeah. a spoil for choice. We had to pick. Can you believe it? We actually had to go through news and <laughs> pick out the stuff. <laughs> What's funny is we literally said when we chose to go like to two weeks, we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, news is getting a little thin, so we'll just we'll cut it down to two weeks because we're busy and not a lot's yeah. going on." And then the fates went, "Nah, pal, it's yeah. all kicking off." The, se- um, the second, the second week that we, that we go every fortnight, it's like, "Hold my beer, watch that shit." Yeah, yeah. So um, it's all kicked off this week. We've had doors open, windows closed for certain people. And um, a new Joker is back. Well, a new Joker that we barely saw is back in town. Um, but yeah, we'll get straight stuck into the news with the big announcement. And I'm very glad, actually, the more yeah. I think about it, um, that Pedro Pascal has been cast as Joel for The Last of Us, HBO TV show that's on the way, along with Bella Ramsey, who you remember um, from Game of Thrones, as the little lady, tough-ass tough queen um, that took on a giant uh, to be playing uh, Ellie, respectively. Mrs. Um, Liana Mormont. Yeah, Liana Mormont, what a fucking hard case she was. Remember when she just yeah. turned up and everyone just fell in love with her immediately? Like, it yeah. was like, like who's, who's, this that, who's that tough little bastard? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, it was interesting, man. Like, I was, I think either, I woke up to the news. Yeah, I woke up to the news of Petra Pascal um, getting signed on for it because I went to bed with the rumour that was floating around that Mahershala Ali was down for Joel. Um which is a bit of a mad casting, um, but apparently he was in talks. He'd been approached for it, um, the rumour was, but now it's been signed and sealed and the Mandalorian is now going to take on some clickers because Sean can't because he's still a fucking pussy. Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> um, what do you think, mate? What do you think of this casting choice? Um, do you know what? See, after, like, I remember we spoke about it. Um, we were kind of debating who we would have had and stuff. And Pedro Pascal's name didn't even pop into my head. I never thought no. of myself like him as a choice for Joel, but listen, yeah. I'm a massive fan, like yeah. of Pedro Pascal, like, and I, I I do think that he's a very versatile actor. Um, yeah, obviously, mate. What a fucking year he's having, man. <laughs> mate, un un fucking unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but listen, I think I'm, I'm I'm actually really excited for this. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you were like. Kind of try to get me on board with the games. That still not finished it yet, but do you know what I mean? Like, as as a very like story wise, um, the story is just fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Mate, I'm, it, yeah, but, I'm buzzing for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're saying obviously like it's HBO, like the creator of Chernobyl and stuff like are on board with it. It's like, and then it cast two people. I'm very surprised by the Bella Ramsey one. Again, she's obviously why not are you surprised much. by that? Well, she's not done much since Game of Thrones, has she? Ah, so I, in fact, ah. I remember this conversation because you you brought this point up um, in a text in a text conversation during the week after it got announced, and I was like, "That's a very interesting point. I'll bring that up." Because okay. when you think about it, for for starters, I'm, my my thoughts on this are this this if HBO was smart, which they obviously are, and given the HBO, given the, the HBO I, can do no wrong, Nick. Let's be well, yeah, I don't know. They've slipped up in the past ever so often, but but rarest. But but if HBO have this, have their like clever hat on, 
this could honestly be the next Game of Thrones for them. Like this could be that weekly series that comes out where it's so? like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because purely because you know when the when Last of Us Two came out last year, um, it was for one like Twitter was a buzz with people with certain story beats that happen in the story that you obviously don't know about what won't spoil for mm-hmm. people that don't know it because obviously the series the series follows suit um and but the constant thing that people were talking about were like i remember i know i know i said on the podcast that empire's big like it, it was the it was the most beaming sort of review and and solid point i could think of which was this is probably one of the best stories across any medium this year and it was mate like I think I was speaking to a friend about it the other day because we were talking about like replaying them going I'd like to go back to see certain story beats to go fucking hell and, and almost be in that headspace of go fucking hell Pedro Pascal's got to deal with this like you you're only so far yeah. in the first game Aye. and I think I know, there are so many there are, you, you know there are so many can, character development I mean, just like, developments for Joel as a character where it's like well visually it's amazing but it's like within the first what 15 minutes something drastic happens to his character and yeah. it's like i'm like i'm already anxious to see that because i know yeah. how fucking horrific it is in the game but how he'll handle it i'm excited to see and not just that like you know further down the line like last of us 2 is years ahead and and uh bella ramsey's characters ellie is all grown up and stuff but like they're in the first game there are so many story beats where it's like fuck me this is so dark and so emotional like and do you know what do you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking that like this is just this is just me personally by the way so yeah obviously yeah. i've just wanted to kind of roll with it and get walking dead out the way like i've wanted to wanted to get oh, it yeah. finished this is the last season i'm like yep it's going to be done they've tried a few kind of sort of spin-offs i think hbo yeah, yeah. have went HBO went, we're going to fucking jump on this and this is going to be, what you just said there, making a good point by, this is going to be the next Game of Thrones, the next Walking Dead. Yeah. They're, they're taking mm. this as like the next big thing um, mm. and when that finishes, it's like, what do the Walking Dead fans have? Obviously, you're going to have The Last of Us um, fans for the computer game going absolutely nuts, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. people are going to be like, what's next? Because the spin-offs yeah. and that haven't really worked with Walking Dead. Um, when when that when that came along, it was like fuck, never seen anything like this done before. The, yeah. the first couple of seasons were great. The stories were amazing. Um, first season is brilliant. First season's fantastic. Um, but mm. I think this will be the new their, Walking their Dead. Answer in my to it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I think, to go on, I think to go on from what you have said when you were talking about um, like Bella, it's surprising. Cause I, shock, I went way off topic. But like um, talking about Bella Ramsey being cast as Ellie and the fact that you said, "Oh, she's a bit of a no name." Mate, did you know anyone that was a Stark kid in the first season of Game of Thrones? And no. look at their careers since that started. Do you know what I mean? Like they, like. No one knew who Maisie Williams was. No one knew who Kit yeah. Harrington was. And yet these are now names in pop culture that, okay, they again, fucking yeah. eight years, but they are huge names now. Sh- and it's like surely they you must, jump on board and something. Yeah, surely you must think, like, um, Pedro Pascal has got to have the biggest success. From like, this? since Game of Thrones. Like, from oh, Game I don't of know. Thrones, honestly. Like, no? Um, I don't know. Jason Momoa has done all right. I bet. Like, well, that's true. Yeah. I mean? yeah. Jason Momoa, Amelia Clark. Um, well, I, feel, I think like, like, I feel Amelia Clark's done all right. But I'm just yeah. talking like but, I. I pro. I probably say yeah. Fair enough. Jason Momoa's probably the biggest one. Um, mm. I'd probably say Pe- Pedro Pascal next. But I mean, as you're saying there, the two that Kat Harrington and um, fucking Maisie Williams, like. Yeah, I'm not really done much. Do you know what I mean? Like no, and that's and that's fair. But but what I'm getting at is, you know, fucking hell, mate. You name me in, one Sopranos cast. You yeah. know, you name me one Sopranos cast member that did well after the series. Really, oh, they've got as big as I know. And that's and no, that's the just, thing about these TV shows. Like, I'm just saying, it's funny how they've obviously went with Game of Thrones, Bella Ramsey, and then they've went with fucking Game of Thrones, Pedro Pascal. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a good. It's obviously, I I, I think it's too good. Um, actors that will kind of fit those um, characters. I 
and obviously coming for Game of Thrones, you're like, well, that's it's it's, it's an yeah. I, I, it's a it's a bit fucking of a coincidence, do you know what I mean? That it, the both of them were in Game of Thrones. I suppose, yeah, but that, yeah, I think it's, and it's good that you know they've played close to the chest and picked these people from from the, from a show they've got experience with. Obviously, like like we've said, Pedro Pascal's had an amazing year, and like Mandalorian is is testament. Yeah, like. You know, <clears throat> fucking hell! Could you put anything better on your CV of being a character that wears a helmet for has worn a helmet for the majority of two seasons, and you're still drawn to him as a character? And he yeah. that's that's through his performance. There's nothing else behind that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it, mate. Um, but you know, he, he it's a clear testament. Put good into the world, get good back. On the other yeah. side of that, on that coin, um, Gina Carano's having a bit of a rough time. <laughs> Very, very quickly before we go on to that, this absolute nutcase. Um, <laughs> in a perfect world, what's your perfect casting for The Last of Us? So, weirdly, I wrote, this is years ago, I did a, a dream cast list of um, people for the roles, right? And it was, like, Maisie Williams was Ellie. Uh, right. Maisie Williams was Ellie, and it was, like, season two-ish, season three times of Game of Thrones, um, the obvious choice is Hugh Jackman for, for for Joel. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like a lot of people have said, people have kicked off. Basically, one person even said, "Fucking hell, why did no one cast Elliot Page?" Obviously, was you know previously yeah, Ellen yeah. Page. Yeah. Um, why did no one cast her as Ellie? And it's like, because it's a fucking like twenty something year old man now. Like, like I know. you want someone, and I think that's the great thing about this is that you want that you want a sm- a, a, a young talent that will stick with this series and you will watch grow up. That's why I think Game of Thrones works so well is because you were so compelled with all these young characters where you look yeah. at the first season, you look at the last season and go, fuck me, what a journey you've been on. Um, and in terms of, if you're going to look at another example in another medium that is close to that, it is The Last of Us, where you look at these characters and go, fuck, like, like as I was saying when I was I talking, think... about, talking, to a fr- talking to a friend the other day about wanting to replay Last of Us 2, like that's yeah. still one of the greatest games I've ever played that I don't think I could ever play again just because of the fucking trauma that yeah. comes from it. Um, but we'll I get think, it once a week um, now on HBO. <laughs> Woohoo! I think that um, what you were saying there, like obviously everybody thought Hugh Jackman was going to be playing Joel. Mm. Um, but for me, I think um, Logan was a sort of like first run for The Last of Us, if you think about it. Like, well, even Prisoners kind of as that. well, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that relationship. Think, Sorry, the relationship. Yeah, that relationship between him and between him and Daphne Keen. But also, I was yeah. thinking if you didn't, if they didn't give it to Pedro Pascal, didn't give it to Hugh Jackman, um, like gave it to somebody else. But I would have liked to have seen Daphne Keen play early, though. I thought that would have been a good casting. That was my kind of like um, ideal one for Ellie. For Joe, there were so yeah. many people you could put. You could put fucking. Um, a list Josh Brolin Josh Brolin was another big one as well but um, the thing is though what was interesting mate is is on Twitter the common the common thing that happened after this got announced was like what a shame you've you're the person you dreamcast who almost looks exactly like this character didn't get the role and I was like you know what fuck that's a solid point like there are so many there are so many dreamcasts that you base on someone because they look like that character and it's like is that really worth it? Is that really mm. a risk? Like, is that a, a, like, like you said, but Pedro thought, Pascal is so fucking left field, man. That is, but yeah, so like, uh, in my mind too, so is Daphne Keen. Like, I don't think she yeah. looks much like Ellie, but her performance in Logan was fucking absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I just yeah, think fair. obviously it's been a couple of years, you know what I mean? So she's probably a, a little bit older. Um, mm. But I listen, I'm I'm on board. Pedro Pascal, fucking Bella Ramsey. Best luck to both of these, man. I think it's going to be, as I agree with you on this one, my God, we're actually agreeing. I think it's because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, man. HBO yeah. fucking, and they seem to have their, their heads screwed on at the moment with a lot of things that they're, they're releasing. Um, so, yeah. But I, as you were saying, let's move on to a fucking, an absolute idiot, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, honestly, you think you think going from somebody whose success is just like just constantly trending, getting better, Pedro Pascal just can do no wrong, and then on the flip side, you've got Gina Carano. Yeah, 
his, his actual co-star from the mandalorian um so yeah uh after an absolute onslaught of fucking racial um religiously abusive like social media posts that she put up where it was just like who's where's her pr who's not who's not got just just stop a second just stop before you put this up like so basically after this just slew of shit that she's put on instagram um reporting from deadline uh i'll read the story um, coming from Anthony D'Alessandro, basically saying that in the wake of Gina Carano's controversial social media posts, Lucasfilm has released a statement Wednesday night with a spokesperson saying Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be there in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural or religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Carano played bounty hunter Cara Dune on the first two seasons of Lucasfilm's and Disney Plus's Mandalorian um, and we won't be seeing her again. What's funny, mate, and I, I can hand on heart say this, I didn't even know her fucking name in the show. I've now only known it because she's left it. Like, I've just referred oh, to her I... as Gina Carano. Every episode, like, Gina Carano is in it. Gina Carano is in it. Um, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, good fucking riddance. Anyone that decides that um, the Republican sort of... Um, I shall, like shall the life so of a Republican is comparatively to um, a Jewish person during the Holocaust can get yeah. to fuck. Um, like, obviously, we watch just we fuck read what she. I don't think it's kind of. There's no point in reading what she wrote because no, no, hundred percent. There's not. There's no point in putting it on a platform. Do you know what I mean? It's it's everywhere anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, our platform. Said, she'll be just. She'll be hanging on for us to talk about on the real good podcast. <laughs> no, I mean though, like to to, to kind of. Yeah, no. To, to basically fucking spout the words out your mouth again, do you know what I mean? There's no need yeah. for it. Um, I just think it's, as you said there, that was the first thing I thought of, like, is there nobody around her that's saying, what was that? Sorry, I was just looking over your shoulder there. What is that you're about? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let, let me yeah, see yeah, your phone yeah. a minute. And then the guy just takes <laughs> my phone off and just throws it out the window. Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, mate, you, like, you think, and that's a like, solid, that's a solid point, but, that doesn't stop that person having those thoughts. Mate, I don't Do understand I mean? like, everybody. Everybody's got their own opinions. Everybody's got an arsehole. It's the same as an opinion. Do you know what I mean? That's a, the fucking. Yeah. Just some spew like, shit more than the others, don't they? Yeah, but listen, when you're on, like, I've I've known Gina Carano like for years because in the, in the MMA, like, she was in <laughs> UFC and stuff. She was a sort of first, like, yeah, yeah. before like, Ronda Rousey and that became massive. She was the yeah, sort yeah. of. She was the face of the USC in the women's division, mm. um, and then obviously she left, going for more money and a different sort of career path. Ended up becoming an actress. Had seen her in a few things. Um, yeah, she popped up in um, what's it fucking called? She was in what? Fast and Furious as well, and uh, Aye, Fast Haywire and Furious, as well. She was in Haywire. Um, what's it called? The fucking why am I having a brain fart again today? I've no Who's idea. in it? it what's matter. it about? You, you, uh, <laughs> you've literally gone. Deadpool. What's it called? Deadpool. And I'm like, Deadpool. 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 Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that. That was a sort of first big break for her. And it, obviously, the the character Cara Dune is very similar in the Mandalorian. It is Deadpool. It's that whole kind of like she's a she's like a brute. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, yeah. But listen, she's not the she best was the fucking actress. She's not the best actress in the world. And you're sitting saying to yourself like, she's. It's a, she's literally on one of the biggest TV shows of fucking like the end of this year mate more to the point that like as of early last year like as season 2 was being developed they were like we could make a spin off with her with this character <laughs> and then they've just gone and fuck that right off <laughs> she's like I'm not doing that I'm going to fucking work with Daily Wire you know what I mean like I could work in Listen, see how that pans least, out. Listen, Nick, at least she's not eating people, do you know what I mean? So she's not quite dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. She's not, um, she's not opened a, a Chianti round at a, a party with Army Armour. <laughs> I mean, but this is the thing, man, like, what's your... Because we, you know, it's interesting you bring this up, dude, because we had a conversation ages ago where you were talking about Army Hammer and I was and we were saying we were having the dispute basically of whether to put, talk about it on the podcast. Like purely because I feel what frustrates me about this so much, and I said to you in the text, is that like 
people have this power they have this they have this great yeah. gift given to them where it's like mm-hmm. my career is sealed now for the next few years like no i'm still gonna be a cunt do you know what I mean just like it just frustrates me so much because people are talking about now already who you who would you cast for this for to step in for her do you write the character off completely what do you do like it annoys me that someone didn't get the shot that she got and they have she has abused that because essentially yeah, she's fucked it up showing your showing your face every mm-hmm. week or on everything you know showing you once a week on a tv show or in a big film like you have that opportunity to 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 like not be a cunt and not be a racist piece of shit who you know spouts about various people's beliefs and and ways of life and it's just like like it's just can, because she, she's like, going on about it just it just because, like do you think they should be given the spotlight after it i do you think it's a worthy of a topic of discussion like because you this is what i'm going back to with army hammer because you wanted to talk about it and I was like, no, I don't want to because he's a dickhead. Like, where do you stand on this idea of like fame and like where Listen, they go again, with it? Obviously, everybody is entitled to their own opinions, and yeah. they're entitled to fucking say free speech and stuff like that. Fair enough, especially in America. But like, surely if you've got a platform like that and you are like a fucking A-list celebrity, be careful with what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but there's a difference between being careful with what you're saying and like, because that would suggest that they've still got those thoughts. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's what upsets me about this. I can guarantee you that there's people out there, right, that we hold dear, like, as a fucking a celebrity, say, like, been around for years. You know what I mean? We're like, this guy Mm. just can do no wrong, but in all these great films, I can guarantee you there's a few people in there who are. Are fucking wankers or who've got their own thoughts or behind closed yeah. doors they might act another way listen these people are actors they act for a living yeah. do you know what i mean so you're trying to tell me that they can't fucking put on a face like in front of the cameras and then behind closed doors they're probably into some fucking sort of weird shit do you know what i mean like you never know but it's just one of those ones like if you've got a platform like that don't as you say don't abuse it like in public and if you're if you are like Difference for Army Hammer, obviously, there's there's a whole comparing him and what Gina Carano done is a bit, uh, it's what he's done is a bit more excessive compared to hers. I okay the two of them have kind of fucked her career up, but yeah, in different ways. I think Gina Carano might sort of maybe slide under the radar and maybe come back with doing something else. Again, she's been talks of like producing her own films and stuff like that and acting and whatever you never know but we i mean it helps the thing that. is though the the crucial thing with her is it'd be handy if she could act there's the problem well i know i know that but listen <laughs> hey john claude van damme and steven seagal have made a career out of no acting so i think she's fucking <laughs> she'll be all right as far as i'm concerned mm. Mm. but i listen I, I don't obviously like to delve into it too much but because obviously we are we obviously talk about films and TV every week and it's like, when you're so taken back by how silly some people are, like, mm. they, they, they just don't think, do you know what I mean? They're fucking, mm. may, maybe it's a lapse of judgement, maybe that's how their true self kind of coming through, but it's just insane, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. just fucking don't do it, do you know what I mean? Especially when you're obviously involved in Star Wars, do you know what I mean? Like, The Mandalorian, like, it's just... It's, I mean, it's Sean's favourite show. Me, I, probably, I probably wouldn't have a phone. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine all this shit coming in my fucking mouth? Like, I'd have a Nokia 33. That's not to say, can up. we just clarify? That Can we just clarify? We don't shit any of the fucking views that she's got. Like, I, it's I don't, just, I don't it's just, and I'm not a, a left. I don't, I don't, I don't support um, her comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so either way, um, good on Pedro Pascal. Fuck Gina Carano. Um, next on the list, um, I like this because it's just a bit different. It's a bit mad. <laughs> I, bit like um, like <laughs> <laughs> I like this. She sounds like that. I like this. I don't sound like that. Um, yeah, you do. Um, but I, I do. Um, but yeah, on a very positive, very creative. Oh my god! Like the stars are in alignment. Um, uh, 
the creative fucking tour de force that is Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover um, from Fleabag and Atlanta, respectively, have sort of sat down, put their heads together and gone, you know what? Should we make Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Amazon? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what a fucking idea. Like... They're probably on the phone each other. They're on the phone each other going... like, how much are Amazon offering? Ah, why not? I'm not doing anything else, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just waiting for the exactly. new Star Wars film to come round. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's a role free in The Mandalorian, but I'll see what happens yeah. anyway. But yeah. No, no. admittedly, obviously, these two are actually from... They were both in Solo together. She was um, yeah, yeah. Lando's co-pilot. Um, yeah. So they've got a history. Um, but yeah, they announced on... Um, through Prime Video's actual Instagram account, they did a great little fucking video together. Um, where they just announced, yeah, we're going to make uh, a TV series of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie film yeah. from 2005. Um, if you can remember it, because that sparked enough outrage back in the day, if you if you recall. Um, but yeah, they, the film is all about, the film was all about um, a married couple that both moonlight as like fucking lethal assassins and eventually realise yeah. they've got contracts out on each other. Right, um, right. Mate, what was your... What, to kill each other. What was your what was your verdict on that when that did you do you like it like I enjoyed it mate I enjoyed fucking um, Mister and Mrs Smith I thought it was funny it was fucking it was a, a very much a, a product of its time is it, do you know what I mean it's like, you watch it now you think it's a bit cheesy but it's like it's, yeah. it's not bad man I, I did enjoy it kind of light hearted yeah. sort of something you could sit down and watch with it, with the misses it's like it's got a bit of comedy and romance in it but it's got a bit of action in it as well so um, yeah. I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to this I think. Obviously, um, two massive people who have created two massive TV shows. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it will be interesting to see which kind of um, avenue they take. But I think that it's going to be there's surely that with uh, Waller Bridge involved, there's going to be a lot of comedy in it. Got to be. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you because you've not seen Atlanta, have you? Nah. Right. So, fucking credit for the edit, Craig Hogg. That is that is Craig's like favorite show like he fucking loves it and mate in all seriousness the cast in it is amazing like a lot of music in it oh yeah well yeah i mean the soundtrack's ridiculous but like like the amount of talent that came from it and has now gone on to do more stuff obviously like donald glover's in it um um but like lakeith stanfield's in it um oh shit i've completely forgotten the girl from uh joker oh fucking Oh, if the fucking his neighbour, his neighbour that lives like lives next door to him in Joker. I haven't seen it. I've completely forgot a name. You've seen the Joker though, haven't you? I know it was a joke. Jesus Christ! All oh, right. <laughs> My Fuck, God, man! Another a, a vein popped through. I know. I know Zazie, Zazie Beats. Zazie, Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, who was in Widows. Um, but yeah, just like it's just a fucking great show, and it's like it's so quirky in times. Um, yeah. But yeah, to see those two together, like. I I can't wait to see how they essentially polish up and modernise this this as a as an idea um, and as a TV series would be very interesting as well because I always got a vibe from like True Lies of that idea of yeah. trying to live a normal life and clearly that's not the case at all um, you know coming coming home from work how was your day I've just killed four people with a fork um, but like interestingly as well True Lies is getting a TV series on the way to, uh, I think it's CBS. Um, so it's weird it's weird mate you mentioned about like the end of Walking Dead Last of Us starting up and then it's like all these different shows that are like essentially the same principle but starting up um, I've got to take this screenshot oh fuck oh that's so that's so annoying you froze at a perfect amount of time because you were like this alright thanks <laughs> Sean had a very goofy look on his face and I wanted to just save it um, but yeah I'm I'm buzzing for this um, set for 2022 um, it's in the writing phase at the minute. You know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is just her career at the moment. Like, she's still got a Bond film that's going to come out in the next seven years, sometime soon. Um, mm. And yeah, Donald Glover's like a busy bee as well. Both like just yeah. creative dynamos. She's got Killing Eve and as well on top of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, she very, can, very she's, pleased she's about one that's sort of like just, just killing it, just constantly. Fingers, all the pies. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like... Um, um, but yeah, but listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to this very, very much. Like, um, I think it's going to be a, a quite a, a big TV show for Amazon. Um, again, it's something you can watch probably as a, as a couple. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it's a, a bit, a, quite a light-hearted um, sort of TV show. 
But I think it's it's a bit kind of like it's as if it's just kind of snatched a film like from back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's it's very just out there. Do you know what I mean? Like I was surprised mm. when it was announced. Yeah, it, like I say, it's a very it's a very left field choice, but mm. like a good one. We're like, we're all we're all for them. Different choices, new ones. Yeah. Um, because uh, I'm just looking. So, twenty twenty one, two thousand five. Man, that's like that's what I mean. Sixteen years ago. Sixteen years ago. Quite a long, so quite a long time ago for something. And obviously, two people that are fucking Donald Glover and Waller Bridge, who are like big fucking big people. Um. To be just packing this. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I from 16 years ago. Let's make sure <laughs> that. Why That's not? exactly how it went down. Just going through yeah. the DVD collection. Um, but yeah. What's uh, that one you've um, got there? <laughs> I've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith or fucking Bring It On. Which one do you want? <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, um, we, great news. We... Very excited. Shall we move on Sh- from like something that we're very excited about to something that I don't give a fuck about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you summed you summed this photo up very well. Like I was just like I looked at it and I just went I don't care and just moved on. And then obviously I'd sent it and said like Have you seen it yet? Um, you take it away. Why? Now, what did I? Remember. What did I say? You said it looks like a. Like a, a poor man's butcher or something like that, do you know what I mean? Or some, something along those lines. Yeah, he looks like a butcher that's listened to My Chemical Romance on loop. Um, that was a, I, um, it like an emo butcher. Um, so yeah, the um, the emo butcher that is Jared Leto um, was revealed via, through Vanity Fair today for the extended cut of uh, Justice League, which the trailer will be revealed today, um, Valentine's Day, which will clearly, you know, break up couples because it's like yeah I really want a candlelit dinner but I also want to see Superman punch someone in the face um, is that <laughs> alright to wait um, but yeah uh, Vanity Fair revealed a brand new look of Jared Leto's Joker who was last seen in, in, in a Suicide Squad for all of like 10 seconds um, nobody liked it uh, it didn't look good <laughs> for to a lot of people um, I was like it's just a different version I don't really give a shit this however is a drastic version from even that version there are no tattoos there is no bling yeah. he doesn't have a grill on his face instead he looks yeah Sean if this man walked into your barbers what would you what's your perspective on it what what sort of work does he need <laughs> what sort of what what sort of work does he need <laughs> like how would you sort um, that I probably just probably tie it up and give him an undercut and send him on his way <laughs> Like, have you ever had it up in a man bun? <laughs> or been you, in the shower? I sent you your cheekbones <laughs> and your scars. You have, <laughs> you have never said the word cheekbones to me, ever. No. <laughs> when I've gone in, yeah. so that's bullshit. Um, you don't have but it. But yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, it looks he looks a bit rough. Um, he doesn't look like what I would deem a Joker-esque yeah, like it's hard to explain. He looks like a surgeon. He looks like he looks like a he looks like a, a horror a horror villain from a different film. Um, do you know what? It, do you know what? It, know what but, it looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as what? in like Leatherface. It looks like the the uh, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks That's like that like. sort of era. Yeah, big gloves, um, big boots on. Do you know what I mean? Like the only thing that resembles the Joker. Is the sort of like smudged um, makeup the on smile the, on in the, the face? That's yeah. it. Um, um, there's obviously another like sort of close up, um, and you can see now that as Nick said, there's no tattoos. Looks as if he's like caked the makeup on, um, a few more scars and stuff. And <sighs> I don't really know what else to say, man. I'm not really a big fan of fucking Leto's Joker. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I don't. Well, I don't even even this, anywhere. mate, like. Exactly. Like even even people were talking about, you know, he wasn't uh, people that back him sort of say, look, he wasn't given enough time in Suicide Squad, which I sort of stand with to be honest. Like I didn't think he yeah, was terrible. I just it, like he didn't get enough screen time. But what's even more sort of frustrating about this that for, well could be for fans and spoilers, 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 spoilers. So cut off the next like two minutes or so. But basically, Vanity Fair uh, when asked when they sort of approached Zack Snyder about it. 
Um, he said that, let me just get it just right. Joker appears in the new film during his sequence set on a ruined Earth after the alien tyrant Darkseid invades and decimates the planet. It's a dream sequence, a psychic vision, experienced by Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne that reveals what will happen if the superheroes fail to stop the onslaught. Joker is the sort of ghost of Christmas yet to come, supplying motivation through terror. So, I don't know if you remember Justice League where, like... Oh, no, it was, it was Dawn of Justice, sorry, where, like, Ben Affleck has that, like, dream where the Flash suddenly turns up and talks to him and no one who ever hadn't picked up a DC yeah. comic book knew what the fuck was going on. Um, it sounds a bit like that. It's it, Honestly... This film, mate, the tra- so the trailer's out today for Justice League. It's going to be four hours long. And it sounds like they're just throwing everything at the wall. And it's like, is that a good idea? Like, I really, want to, well, yeah, I really want to be proven wrong, right? Because obviously the whole thing was like, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Fans got behind it after the whole kerfuffle with um, uh, the Justice League we got. Um, and... It's been going on and on and on, and it's now going to arrive. I'd really hope that fans get what they want and they don't have the rose-tinted glasses on going, at least now it's here in all its glory. And it's like, yeah, but is it actually good? Mm. I think that's going to be the really interesting discussion because I'd be so annoyed to sit through four hours of a film and be like, this is just madness. Everything's happening. Um, Are you even excited? I know you said you just don't give a shit about this image and stuff and like Jared Letter's Joker are you even remotely interested in in the Snyder Cut for Justice League yeah because I mean I'd personally say that my favourite superhero is Superman um, yeah I, I would be thought, like, like Henry Cavill is Superman for me was just perfect casting perfect person to play him um, I think I, I like the big man I think he, he does no wrong he's, and in other films that he's in he's a, he's a good actor Um and there is obviously other people in that as well. Big fan of ban- uh, Ben Affleck, but I just think Ben Affleck's Batman just doesn't portray well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the same with like um, Leto's Joker. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're comparing it, and you probably in the back of your mind subconsciously to Christian Bale and Heath Ledger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, fair enough. Or even like Michael Keaton. Like, would you say like compare it as much? Does Michael Keaton get thrown into that mix, or is that are you? Are you, yeah, are you uh, using those two names because they're your favourites? Well, well, no, I wouldn't say Christian Bale's my favourite uh, Batman. Michael Keaton's mine. Um, but I'm just right, talking about course, like yeah. I'm just talking about like those are the latest ones, as in they're leading on from them. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, fair. So, like, obviously, everybody think you think of Joker, you think Heath Ledger because his portrayal of it was just out of this world. Christian Bale has obviously been renowned for a lot of people's choices as the best Batman. And you've got two people here who, in my personal opinion, fantastic actors, do you know what I mean? And mm. they're following on from that, do you know what I mean? Like, um, But listen, as you say, I do hope that people who are like massive DC fans do get what they want from it. Um, I'm just excited to see what they've added to it, again, to make it better. Um is there going to be a few surprises in there? So we'll be like, kind of like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, but listen, we've only, only only time will tell. Do you know what I mean? We can only yeah. wait and see. Um, I'm excited to sit through four hours of fucking um, being a geek. Do you know what I mean? So can I wait? Because <laughs> two hours every two Sundays isn't enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the trailer actually gets released today. Um, we are now at the timer of bear me a second let's have a look so we are down to seven five hours 12 minutes so it should be around yeah. like tea time yeah what we're saying yeah you're looking at tea time-ish um, yeah. but yeah we'll put it up on um, the on the Instagram account of which you can find everything we pretty much everything we've discussed about this um, at This Is Real Good UK on Instagram and the trailer will be on there and if you've got any comments or any thoughts on it please chime in because we'd love to talk yeah. about them on the podcast next episode because um, we just like to hear people's voices rather than each other's um, but yeah moving on from the news it's been a lot it's been ups and downs um, we're going to go to <sighs> mate do you want to do you want to talk about WandaVision or do you want to just do you want to just leave it for the week what, what, what are your thoughts on um... that I enjoyed it, man. It's like <laughs> I don't know right. what else to say about it. I feel as if like we're brothers are talking about it every week. It's fucking it is good. Do you know what I mean? Like we're getting to the point now where um things are starting to unfold. 
the, the whole bit with Vision was just, I thought it was really good. Like he's he's all, he's trying to escape. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. seeing the kids obviously getting the powers and that as well. But obviously it's kind of it's starting to peel away. Do you know what I mean? The cracks are starting to show. Um, I'm just excited to see in the coming weeks how things unfold. And you were saying, um, what's the the girl that plays Agnes? What's her, her, her name? The girl that the girl that plays what? Sorry, is it Agnes or not? Yes, I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Agnes Harkness. And yeah, she, she was fucking uh, great. She was she was brilliant on it uh, this week. But listen, I'm just excited to see how it unfolds, man. It was good when she like uh, you seen Wanda kind of turning back, and it was um, her brother was just there covered in bullet holes and with a fucking like. But mate, even yeah. that, like that in itself, is a plot that's just slowly like, is it is it our Quicksilver and they've recast him? They've re- she she well, recast Pietro, or is it well, the Quicksilver she, from the X Men universe? Mate, there's so many like little. That's what that's what I'm saying because I remember she she goes like that, like you look different. Why do you look different? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, I you lost know. your like, you lost your accent. Well, you lost yours. <laughs> and he's like, ah, he's like, I'm, I've been. He says, I'm I'm just I turned up. He says, I don't know what happened before that. Um, but listen, there's so many theories to go on board. It's like, I think what, what we should do. I think what we should do regarding we'll WandaVision is probably one. wait till wait till the end and then we'll just give a full on verdict yeah. of what this season was to us. Because it's interesting as well, the next three episodes are gonna be an hour long. Which <gasps> I didn't know till today. It's yeah, exactly. Either. <laughs> I think we're gonna, it's gonna get to a point where like we'll just because if you think about it, we've got Fridays coming and then yeah. like the next one as well, so we'll have two to talk about, won't we? So okay. right, okay. Yeah. No, we so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, but we won't be on next week's. We won't be recording for yeah. next week's. We'll be recording for the week after. We'll have two. We'll have yeah, two to okay, talk okay. about. We'll probably, <laughs> um, right. we'll probably die. We've got two hours to talk about that then. But listen, I'm I'm like I think a lot of people's perception of the T V show the way it's panned out is kinda similar to mine as well. It was like the the first two episodes could have probably been one episode or do you know what I mean? They could have just kinda like maybe trimmed it down a wee bit um, but since then it's just fucking progressively getting better and better and better yeah um, it's all good coming. I'm very excited yeah man um, um, but yeah moving on to a thing we've both watched this week yeah. well Sean I need to be honest I might I might have fallen asleep <laughs> For, just about the first episode However, yeah. So we we'll talk. We're talking That's about. Right. Um, we watched. We watched. Um, blah, 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 uh, crime scene: The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel on Netflix. Yeah. Um, four episode season, a one off. The U- Netflix they fucking love their crime. Their crime activity. Um, so the Sean and Leslie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ! You lot, you two are scary. Um, oh. But yeah. Um, so can't I wait to have your own w- for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I I sat down and watched this Friday night. Um, I'll be honest, because I have Fridays off. Thursday night I was up till three playing Call of Duty, which might have impacted my viewing. I can't confirm. Um, Sorry, but... I was up till two playing Valhalla as well. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are one in the same. Um, but yeah, yeah um, what's your? You are the fucking CSI go to guy for the for our podcast. So what's your thoughts on it? Give a breakdown of what it's all about for the audience and I what think you thought about it. Because I'm guessing you've watched more than one episode. I've 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 watched I've only got one episode left to go. Alright, fair enough. There's only so there's okay. only four episodes. So yes. um again, you don't have it's, it doesn't fucking drag on. But what I will say is I already knew about the death of Elisa Lamb before before I'd seen the TV show, um, when I'd seen the trailer, I thought it was there was going to be more, and it was there was going to be more to it. Um, so my take on the Netflix show is I was a little bit kind of, I didn't the hype it was hyped too much. Um, right. I, I, I didn't think it was that great. The first episode was like very very good. The way it kind of pans out, it's all centered uh, centralized around. Um, the, the the CCTV footage of her in the lift. Now, I don't think personally that Mr. Craig Hogg would have been watching this episode because it does, <laughs> give, you, 
it does yeah. give you the fucking the heebie-jeebies. It is a very creepy thing. Um, uh, spoilers, guys. If you're if without because it's hard to try and get into this if you've not seen. So um, probably don't listen for the next kind of minute or so. Um, episode two and three kind of start getting a bit sh- silly. So they start like psychics and fucking YouTubers and people like going to visit the hotel so that they can see the scene and what would have happened and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, listen, do you, do you know the story behind it, Rick? So like without kind of like, try to delve into it too much, or do, or do you want me to just wait and you can watch it? No. So I'm so so I'm at episode. I'm at the fan theory episode. Not fan theory. Right, okay. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm a you know the the conspiracy Yeah, the conspiracy theorists, the online community that was, like went on to yeah. this. And to be honest, like this is the for me that, that this was the point where I watched it and was like, you know what, I don't think I've missed the I don't think I've missed much here. Like Nah see if, if I So yeah, my problem my my problem was I I like I say so admittedly I fell asleep a bit, but I woke up, watched watched as much as I could. And I got as far as like the fan theories thing, and I was just like, "This is an hour-long episode of people, yeah. literally pulling everything out." And I was like, "This isn't interesting to me." Like comparing comparing a murder where a girl end up end up in a water tank to a film from however many years ago with Jennifer Connelly, yeah. Dark Water. I, I was like, "What fucking relevance is this to anything, really?" Oh, oh she also she wore a red coat, and it's like, yeah. "Gives a fuck." Like, I know. It, it just meant nothing. I, I just it just didn't link. Whereas to go back to what was the fucking LA one that we watched? Night Killer was it? Night Killer? Amazing, yeah. Amazing series, like Night, like, Night Stalker. Sorry, you know, Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Sorry, yeah, of course. So f- for me, to, to I've said to you in the past, like I'm not a massive fan of these sort of documentaries. Like I've I've struggled with them just because for me, I see I almost feel like they they've now got their own formula. Where it's they'll show a bit of a reconstruction, they'll show some, you know, slightly worn down, a retired police officer who was like, "Yeah, I turned up to the scene of the crime, there was blood everywhere, and uh, the subject was." And it's just like uh-huh. it's the usual shit where I'm just like, uh-huh. just get to a fucking thing. I don't know what yeah. it was about Night Stalker that really fucking hooked me, but it did it, and we smashed it in one night. Whereas this, well, I think I think the thing with the Night Stalker was. Whether regardless if you'd heard about it or not, um, yeah. I'd spoken about it and said the guy's mo was like fucking all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Yes. As a serial killer, your mo is something like you fucking like Ted Bundy. It was it was girls. Do you know what I mean? And it would it would obviously fucking um, try and dupe them into like basically coming with them and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, that but so that was the, the first sort of hook. The, the second hook was with the night stalker was. You didn't know who this guy was. There was like survivors, but it was like very um, at night, so it was dark, and it was like, oh, I think you might look at this. So it was like very mysterious in that way. And then again, you're thinking to yourself, how does it pan out? Do you know what I mean? Because it was very sporadic, so it was like they were going to cross country, and it was very cat and mouse as well. So you're on the edge of your yeah. seat. Whereas the difference with, sorry, the difference with um, the Cecil Hotel thing was like, See, unless you're a conspiracy nut and that's your thing, then this is right up your street. Cecil Hotel, mm. you'd be sitting there going, oh, brilliant, do you know what I mean? Oh, aye, that's what I thought, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, sitting like sitting with your partner going, I told you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's a bit too, it's a bit too far-fetched. Basically, my theory on, obviously, what happened was, obviously, again, it's a theory, was the girl was bipolar, she didn't take her medication, she had an episode, she fucking messed about in the hotel, obviously ended up on the roof. Um how she got into the water tank and how the, the, the top of it was closed, we don't know. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's a it's a it's a weird conspiracy. Something's happened, do you know what I mean? But people are like, Oh, there's a shoe there, maybe somebody else was involved. What about if she was taking L S D because the the drugs were very excessive in the hotel and I'm like Yeah. Jesus Christ man. Like I'm thinking to myself, see the, the poor parents of this girl, like yeah. they must be sitting going like that. What the fuck? Do you know what I mean? The girl mm. was obviously had had uh, mental health issues and Netflix have made a TV show about it pure elaborating on things that are like But then but then could you not 
could you not say that about every crime documentary they make where it's like let's revisit these these horrors i think i think my problem mate with it and it sounds well, br- my, my problem with it was my sorry my, my problem mate nick was like what you're saying there is like i they're picking at it but you're talking about so the night stalker kind of centralized on the, the killers so they only only named the victims but they didn't delve into the the victims um whole. oh i don't know mate they did a bit like there's well, one bit about want... the one one victim who was a grandma like they, they interviewed the granddaughter who never met her and it was like yeah she was the life of the party and all this shit and i was and i always aye, think that that's my aye, but... i think that's my issue with these documentaries i but what i'm saying is like they were almost like compared to um the cecil hotel they were basically slandering this young girl who were like fucking right she's obviously went do you get what i mean they were like yeah it wasn't as if they were so they were dragging her name through the dirt basically yeah it was almost as if she was the fucking she was the killer she was the bad one do you know what i mean like because yeah, yeah. she's uh, is her ghost involved and all that shit and that and you're like jesus fucking christ do you know what i mean like they were mm. basically saying oh she'd never drank and took drugs before but maybe she'd met somebody and went off the rails and and i'm like listen the girls went away and traveled and maybe forgot to take her medication and something's happening it's an yeah. unfortunate accident and it's I okay the footage is very very creepy, but if you look at it and you don't know the the story behind it, then you you're obviously going to think it's something very very strange. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it turns out to be something very simplistic, which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I, I think. I, I thought, and that, but, but that's my that's my problem with this though as well is that like exactly you've hit the nail on the head, mate, saying it's simplistic. I I think yeah. it was there was no need there was no need for one to span this out over four episodes, like. Some of it is just absolute guff, where it's like Mate, this it doesn't have been, to be in it. It could have been, it could have been an hour and a half documentary film. Easily, 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 easy. Hands um, down. To to go off, so so we ultimately agree. It's not. Would you give it a miss? Well, I mean, I don't think I would give it a miss because as a like, again, if you are a conspiracy theorist, if you do like. If you're things like sort of like hauntings and stuff like, do you know what I mean? If you're into that sort of like, like if you were to say to me, my things like fucking murder, serial killers, that sort of stuff. I like crime and I like thrillers. So that's my avenue. Yeah. If you're into like conspiracy theories and what you believe in, like the spiritual world and stuff like that, and all this shit that I don't, that this <laughs> the Cecil Hotel all this is very shit much. That I think's bollocks. <laughs> And it's because it's it's like, I it just seems that there's, it's it's so muddled. There's so much going on as mm. well. It's like, oh, we tried to make a new hotel with a certain department, and it was only three floors. And like, I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care that you tried to improve the hotel. It's like, it was just it was very all over the place for me. I wouldn't give it a miss. I would mm. watch it, make your own opinion, because I always say that with things. It's like, listen, we two are, at, at, are, out of five. What are we saying? A two at a push. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Fair enough. I would I would say yeah. the same. Um I think it's like you say, it's a very specific audience and if you like that shit yeah. then you know, fill your boots. Right, can I can yeah. I can I advise of another fucking documentary that I I talked to you about last week that I that Over we that. hammered and my god, I'm so glad I finally watched the jinx on Sky. Like right. that is a fucking documentary. Like that is that that's that the is, that's the sort of the staple of all these ones before, um, like um, making a murderer, night making stalker, a murderer. Yeah. Like this is the this is the sort of first one of it. Um, it's been a while since um, I've watched it, so kind of like very askew sort of fucking details of it. But Nick's obviously fresh off the boat, so yeah. So this is all about um, the. <sighs> Just shocking, shocking life and incidents, events surrounding uh, Robert Durst, who was a massive like in what was it back in the seventies? He was like into real estate in the, in in like New York. had a, had a yeah. good wealthy name behind him, um, and essentially, so many crimes get linked to him that he ends up going on the run. And for the murder of his neighbour, um, and I don't. It's almost I don't want to go into it because if people haven't seen it, then like you know like get stuck in but it's on sky there are six episodes and and it's interesting mate to follow on from your point of crime scene of a show that is all over the place and can't focus 
the Jinx does the same. Whereas there's six episodes, it shrinks every episode down to the history of this man, like yep. the links that he had. Like one episode is about like him growing up. Then it's about the like mafia links that he had. Then it's this murder that's potentially linked to him. And it's just the ending is probably one of the best endings in a documentary you could ever imagine yeah. to happen because it is just like it's. And I said I said to Sean about it. It's the closest thing I can think of is it's it's Rudy Giuliani and Borat where you you're watching something happen and you can't believe it's happening, and it mm-hmm. does, and you're just like, this is fucking mad. Like this is insane. They got this. Um, but you're right. Again, it's definitely. Go on. Sorry. Again, it. HBO. So, <laughs> I knew, I knew it was coming. Um, Love it. But yeah, it's on. It's on Sky. We watched it on Now TV, so it'll be hovering around Sky somewhere. But if you've not seen it, please watch it because I, I yeah. like if you if you've if you've binged through Making a Murderer and The Night Stalker and all that shit. Like this is the documentary that set that set that bar and got the ball rolling for everyone else to be like, right, maybe we should do something like this. Um, but it is just fascinating. And it, you, it's very, you, I mean, it's, it's, very, six, I, it's very good. I was actually pretty surprised that you, like you'd said to me. I thought I'd like just imagine that you'd seen it. Do you know what I mean? It was like well, it um, was it was very much like I I've, I think I've talked to you about it in the past where I've said there are certain things, there are certain films, TV shows, documentaries where it's like I want time to sit down and watch this because I know mm-hmm. it's huge. I mean, it came out in 2015, so it's fucking old. Um, yeah, but the thing but about it is that just. Is um, the guy who obviously directed it, Andrew Jarecki, he had done the film like five years before it was um, with, what you call him in it? Ryan Gosling uh, and Kirsten Dunst. Gosling, that, all the good things, so that was kind of based on it, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I thought like if people had kind of seen that, they, and obviously when this came out, um, they would have been like, oh, fuck, this is this is familiar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I say, it just, it just the road the roads it goes down and like... Oh, brilliant. To, to counterpoint from what you're saying about the, the um, Cecil Hotel documentary is that just goes off at a tangent and you're yeah. like why we're we watching this whereas this just there are so many different it's just a spider web and it just keeps going and going and going and you're just like yeah. what the fuck is happening um, but yeah highly recommended watch it um, so we've had we've had some good news some bad news and um, some iffy reviews but we are we've we've done another podcast it's been it's been lovely but we need to follow it on with um the uh, announcement of our competition winner um we had some entries for that gorgeous bit of um star destroyer um the artwork that we had and um we had some entries in uh we've picked one at random it was a case of i asked sean to pick a number and the winner i'm very begrudgingly gonna say because i know he'll be dead happy and i'm annoyed that he's got it um is that star is wars john bather is he a Star Wars fan? Holy fuck, is he a Star Wars fan? Um, yeah, But yeah, um, uh, John Batho, old friend from back home in Nottingham. Um, you'll be happy to know, mate, you are the winner of that lovely piece of um, artwork. We'll send you a DM shortly asking for your address and it will be flying its way to you um, through like hyperspace, hyperdrive, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. Um, thank you for everyone else that entered. We really appreciate it. Thank you everyone that's listened. Um, but as with all good things, they must come to an end, including this podcast. Um, massive thanks, obviously. Um, massive thanks, obviously. Side note to Big Dan's again for obviously um, giving this lovely piece to to pass on it's, to one of one of Nick's friends. So it's not a fix. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. It's hundred percent not a fix. So that's the thing. Obviously, the great <laughs> thing about this is that fucking mates listen to this. It just so happened that one of them won them. Um, but yeah, um, Big Dan's like it is beautiful, and I wish I had it, and I don't. And the, funny, the funny, the anyway. thing about it. <laughs> The funny, the funny thing about it, isn't it, is um, what he doesn't know is I've took it down to one of the shops and just got it scanned and I'm just going to send them a print and keep the original. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding on, as if I would do that. You definitely would do that. It's got dot .jpeg <laughs> yeah, in the bottom right corner. Brilliant. <laughs> um, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, John. It's on its way to you. Um, for now, though, we will call it a day, I think, mate. Do you, do you not agree? Yeah, it sounds a good way to end up. Amazing. Oh, he's, he sounds like he's winding down. 
He's, he's got yeah. he's got a lazy Sunday on the way for you. Um, but yeah, if you like what you're hearing, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and all the big streaming services. And for real good stuff, follow us on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Stanley Fourth, and you can find um, more baby than hair pictures on Instagram. For Sean, where can they find them? At Beard Carnage, the only place to be for toddlers and haircuts. It's not toddlers, really, is it? What's the toddler age? What's an age for a toddler? Uh, two, I think. One, is two, it? Three, I. Yeah, probably. Right. There you see. Folks, the more you know. Um, but yeah, on that note, yeah. we're going. Love you. Bye. Happy Valentine's bye. Day. All the best. Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. bye, bye, bye. Love you all. Bye. Bye 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 bye. bye, 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 bye.